Hello, church friends and family. This is Pastor G. Uh, This morning we are going to be talking about hearing from God and proclaiming from God. Uh, It's very important that during this time, this season, that people are hearing your voice. And I'm not just talking about hearing you talk, but hearing your voice, what you really have to say. And uh, we're going to be so we're going to be discussing that today. Uh, before we do that, I want to just talk to you guys a little bit about whom, what's going on. Some of you guys have been praying for my nephew, Alec, and I want to say thank you so much for those of you guys who have been praying fervently for him. Uh, you know, God is doing a wonderful work in him and through what's happening. You know, sometimes God allows some things to come into our, li- into our lives. Um, he doesn't He doesn't bring them. He doesn't inject them himself but he allows some things to come through and he begins to transform us uh, and so through this god has allowed transformation to come to so many people uh to alec to his parents to his family um a lot a lot of a lot of uh, friends have seen uh what's happened and have been a part and have been also joining prayer and God has been faithful in answering prayers. He's recovering at a fast rate. And so we give glory to God for that. And like I said, I'm just grateful that you guys uh, decided to join us and partner with us in praying for my nephew, Alec. He's doing he's doing, a, um, he's doing really good. And so just keep praying for him, that everything keeps uh, moving smoothly. Pray for his mom, Yasmin. Uh, she, uh, of course, is at the hospital with a baby and with him. And so, you know, she needs sanity. Uh, she needs peace and and wisdom during this time, and and during this time, my brother is not able to see his wife. Well, he can see he can see his wife, but not Alec, his son. And so you can imagine how hard that was, and 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 or is for him. So keep him in your prayer. Uh, just remember to change the subject. Just remember we are here for you. We are here to pray for you. We are here to uh, counsel you. We are here to provide even for you. Uh, if there's things that you need, uh, things that you lack, uh, groceries, essentials, toilet paper, um, just talk to us. Reach out to us. We are here for you. Most importantly, we are here to cover you in prayer and to point you towards Jesus to focus you, right? So today, like I said, we are going to be talking about hearing from God and speaking for God on his behalf, right? Uh, we all have to have to get in that mode. I saw something that Pastor Brad put on Facebook and it said this. It said that the church has not been closed down, it has been deployed. In other words, we've the buildings may be closed, but the but the church, the real church, the people have been sent out with a mission to be the light in the darkness, to be the difference makers, right? We are called to be leaders and speak above the crowds, differently than the crowds. The crowds speak panic. We should speak words of encouragement and hope. You may not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I don't know the future, but I do know this, that there's hope in Jesus. And we can speak from that hope. The crisis that is on the outside does not have to be on the inside. So let's pray, and we are going to begin our sermon. Father, 
I thank you for this morning. I thank you for your hope, your love, and your salvation. I thank you, Lord, that we have a hope, that we have an anchor to our soul, Father. And we can be the light in a place of darkness. Lord, speak to us, Father. Help us position ourselves to listen to your voice and speak what you are telling us. Words of encouragement, words of love, words of wisdom. We love you. Thank you so much for the cross. Thank you for for sending your son to die for us and making a way where there was no way. I have been found righteous because of the work of Jesus. And I thank you for that. And we ask all these things and we pray in your son's mighty name. Amen. begin to preach, I have a few words that I want to share with everybody listening to this podcast, and that is this, you have value. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, says that we are God's workmanship masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You matter to the Lord. You are his best creation. During this season of uncertainty, know that God loves you, that you were created for more. You are more than a conqueror. You are an overcomer. And I have been praying for you. I love you. You mean so much to me and to Pastor Bethany and our family. And I want you to know that we think about you. We miss you. And we pray for you. But most importantly, I want you to know that you matter to God. So much that he gave his son just for you. During this time, I know it can be difficult to focus and think about God and think about heavenly things. Maybe you're distracted. Maybe you're idle. Maybe uh, your mind has too much leash to wonder And the enemy has been taking control. And I'm here to tell you that I rebuke the enemy in the name of Jesus. And I want to speak life into your mind and your soul again. Because you really matter to the Lord. You matter. Amen. Now, to start out this this sermon, you know, it's very important that we understand what, what, what really matters here. The Lord has, you know, uh, uh, shut down the world, and it may just be an opportunity for us to reconnect to Him, reconnect to Him as individuals and as family units. So be very wise how you use this time. Now I realize some of us, me being one of these people, nothing has changed. I still have to go to work. Um, I still have to get up early. I'm still working seven days a week right now. That has not changed for me. Uh, I don't know if it's going to change tomorrow, but as of right now, my life has not changed very much. But for some of you guys, it has. And, and, and we must understand that, that whatever the Lord is doing, it's an opportunity to connect with Him and to connect others with Him. And the reason I say that, the reason I bring that up, is because where we are going 
uh, today with our lesson, with the sermon, it matters for you to know that God wants to reconnect with you and that God wants to connect with you on a daily basis. And, and, and God wants to use you to inspire and connect others to accept Jesus, to follow his commandments, uh, and, and, and most importantly, to thank God uh, um, from a true perspective. We, you know, and, and, and God will use us in that, in that if we allow him to do so. Um, so today we're going to really be focusing on prayer. Don't let that scare you. I, I already can see some of you guys kind of cringing there because maybe prayer is not your strong suit. Well, it's not anybody's strong suit that it doesn't choose it. The Word of God says to train ourselves in righteousness, right? And so just like any other discipline, uh, either whether it be in our faith or whether it be in the world, it requires training. Prayer requires training, and that is uh, how we get better, and that is how uh, we connect better with the Lord. Um, there's a few things that are important about prayer. Okay, I had a, a a young lady. She messaged me the other day, and she had just received the Lord. And uh, let me just clarify: this young lady is my cousin. So she's my family, so I'm not. Uh, um, you know, you got to be careful at this day and age on, on who you talk to and how you talk to them. Uh, but the, she's my cousin, and she had just recently received the Lord, and so she's hungry to uh, uh, take anything in, any kind of advice, any kind of teaching. So she reached out to me, and she said. You know, cousin, uh, are you a Christian? And I said, yes, absolutely. She's like, are you just a Christian or are you a pastor? And and I was like, uh, I'm just a Christian who who just so happens to be a pastor. <laughs> and uh, um, and she began to ask questions, and she just asked for advice. She said, what do you advise me? I'm, I'm a baby in Christ. What do you advise? What do you advise for me? And and I gave her some a few things. You know, uh, uh, obviously reading the Word of God is foundational. Um, but but one of the things that I said to her was this. Is that prayer is not only a it, it, it's not only our biggest privilege, but it's a gift of God. And if we're not praying, we truly are just playing Christianity, just like just like our kids play house or play uh, uh, um, um, they they pretend play. You know, when we lack prayer in our lives, we're pretending. We're pretending Christianity because without connecting to God in a life of prayer. You are, we are lacking the most fundamental thing, thing about Christianity, and that's Christ. And so we must understand that prayer really matters. And prayer, one of, another thing I told her was this, that prayer is not just about talking to God, but even what I believe is even more important is to listen to God. So when we go into prayer, it's not just about talking, but also about listening. So what I'm fixing to do here is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, talk about three different points about uh, about prayer. I'm going to establish a foundation about prayer. The first one is going to be we have access. The second one is we don't worry, but we pray. And the third one is going to talk about um, uh, uh, the life of Jesus, the prayer life of Jesus, more importantly. You know, because he prayed, he prayed, and so he's our greatest example, and we need to take what he has to say and, and, and what he has done in prayer uh, as, 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 a, as a standard for us to live by. And I want you to think about what I just said. If you are a Christian, then Christ is your example. 
And if Christ prayed, then we need to look at his life, of his, at his prayer life, and try to imitate that the best that we can, being led by the Spirit of the Lord. Because the Spirit of the Lord is not going to teach you something different than Christ or the Word of God. And so we must, be, we must allow the Holy Spirit to guide us during this time. Um, to, begin, to begin establishing a foundation about a life of prayer, don't, don't lose me. Don't turn this off. We're talking about prayer, but you don't, just don't walk away just yet. I don't want you to be discouraged. I don't want you to just think it's just another boring sermon on prayer. Prayer matters, especially during this time. And I'm going to show you why prayer matters here in just a bit, and then we're going to get into the life and prayer of Jesus, okay? I want to, I want to just point out to you this, okay? The work of the cross of Jesus was more than just of eternal benefit, meaning it's, it's more than just making it to heaven. The work of the cross of Jesus has benefits for your life today. One of those benefits is this, that because of the work of the cross, you and I stand right with God. God sees us as right. We are okay. The relationship is okay. And because the relationship is okay, we have access. Look at your neighbor and say access. If you don't have a neighbor, tell the Holy Spirit access. Therefore, Romans chapter 5 Verses 1 and 2 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through who also we have what? Access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So you and I have been given access. I want you to think about that word access, okay? Um, some of you guys in your careers... You have access to certain things. You have certain privileges that you have been given, okay? People in authority have given you privileges of certain things. Uh, for some of us, is uh, access to certain uh, programs in our, our computer, uh, certain sections of the building, right? I, I know a friend that works at a um, – he works for NASA, a really good friend of mine. He works for NASA. Some of you guys may know him. Uh, you know what? He's got some really cool access that I don't have, okay? Uh, I really have fun with that. When I'm with him and uh, we meet a new person and he's wearing his NASA shirt from work and it says NASA on there, I always tell them that he trains the astronauts. Um, so that's, that's really fun to do that. But, you know, he has access that I don't. And I have access that he doesn't. People in authority has given us access so with that in mind, okay, I want you to think about that. God in authority has given us through Jesus access to His to His grace, to His uh, 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 to His person, to who He is. He, we have because of the authority of Jesus over over death, we have access by faith to His grace. Amen. So here here's where I'm getting with that is. You now have access, by the authority of, of Jesus, you now have access, okay, into certain places. One of those places is a life of prayer, amen, with God, a, a life of conversation with God. If you'd rather me talk about it that way, a life of conversation, a life of intimacy with God. You know, we must allow 
intimacy with God to grow during this time. It really matters, and I'm fixing to show you why, right? And so you have access. You have the access. It's up to you to step into that access, to use the authority that you've been given to, to use the the uh, the delegation that you've been that you've been given, amen. And step into the presence of God. Prayer is is the is the business for for a believer. It is a believer for as a believer you have that a responsibility. So you have access right to the throne. The other thing is this: during this time, there's a lot of worry in the air, a lot of anxiety in the air, right? And as believers, we must. Okay? We must see things from a different perspective because we are people who lean entirely and trust entirely in the Word of God, in the character of God, in His Spirit, in who Jesus is and what Jesus has done. And so we, we must, look, listen, I'm not saying you're not going to have feelings of worry or anxiety, right? But but they don't have to dominate you. Listen, the crisis on the outside does not need to come on the inside. And so I want to read to you uh, from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, 7, and 8. All right? Today I'm reading from the New King James Version. My church, uh, church members, I know that you are so used to the New Living Translation, so you're probably like thinking Pastor G is, uh, uh, is taking advantage of this time and he's, you know, teaching from the New King James Version. Uh, um, since we're not attending church, I am, I am, uh, I am reading from the New King James Version today. So just, just follow with me, right? In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6, 7, and 8, it reads this, Be anxious, or don't worry, right, for nothing, but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding all means all will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus the peace of God will, 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 the peace of God it is going to guard your heart and your mind amen and then it goes on to say this take this out we, we let's, let's keep reading let's not stop just there and it says finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things or think on these things. So as believers, we have the access to step into a life of intimacy, a life of prayer with God, a life of connecting with God. We have... We have uh, uh, the, the access to connect with God and to think and look at life from a different perspective, God's perspective instead of our perspective, and we can choose that or not. We have the access, but it's up to us to step into that place. If I'm going to speak the words of God, if I'm going to speak differently than the world speaking, if I'm going to speak differently than fear, if I'm going to speak differently than, than anxiety, then uh, uh, a worry, then I'm going to have to hear something different. I cannot allow, right, the media to feed my soul. I cannot allow Netflix to feed my soul. I cannot allow Facebook to feed my soul. I cannot allow unbelievers to feed my soul. I must connect 
to Jesus and let him bring hope and reassurance in the right word for the right season, this season. Amen. So you listen. So we are called to not worry about anything, but to pray about everything. I want you to think about that. God has given you the access and he's also telling you to pray, to pray about everything. But, you know, it does, he, he, here's the reason, the reason why the Lord is wanting to pray. Because in prayer, God downloads his character into who you are. In prayer, he downloads his DNA into your bloodstream. I don't even know sure how that works, but, you know, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, but just follow with me. You know what I'm trying to say. With prayer, God, you are giving God permission to transform your mind. I believe that's why Philippians uh, chapter 4, verses 6, 7, and 8 are tied together. They're right next to each other in the Word of God because God is calling us to prayer, and then in that same uh, verse, He's calling us to think on things that are praiseworthy, things that are important. Prayer has the ability to change your mind. Let me tell you something. Some of you guys need to change your mind. Look at your neighbor or the Holy Ghost next to you and say, I need, to, I need to change my mind. Some of you guys need to change your mind about God, about who God is and who is to you. Either you're going to give him value in your life or you're not. Some of you guys need to change your mind about who you are. Either you have value in the kingdom, all right, and, and you need to set aside the lies of the enemy or the unforgiveness that you're holding against yourself. You've got to set that aside, Okay. You've got to change your mind. Some of you guys need to change your mind about the plan that God has for you. Okay? Some of you guys need to change your mind about your job. Maybe look at it, look at it as, a, as an opportunity, as a privilege, rather than uh, uh, something that you have to do. Um, but, but mainly, I want you to change your mind about this. I want you to change your mind about who God is uh, in, 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 in connection to who you are. In other words, I'm saying this, that I don't want you to think about God as a big man upstairs because there's distance with that. I want you to think about God as an intimate friend that wants to talk to you in, in through the life of prayer. So so God calls us, God has given us the access, okay? He's told us not to worry but to pray and to change our minds, to think about things that are, that are above. In prayer, we change our minds. Prayer downloads the kingdom uh, program into our mind. And we need it. We need that. The things that you think about, okay, are the things that you are going to act upon, okay? Whatever your thoughts become your actions, your actions become your character, and your character becomes your legacy or your destiny. You see what I'm saying? And so so whatever things you allow your mind to dwell on, that is what you are going to physically act out. And what you physically act out becomes your character, but what you're known by, right? And then what you're known by becomes the legacy that you leave behind to your children, to your uh, uh, your spouse, or or or, or you know, your grandkids and things like that. Change your mind. So we have been given access. We've been told not to worry and to focus, to to change our minds and think differently, and 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 and, and, and begin to act out. What, what heaven has downloaded into our minds. Amen? Let me read you one more scripture to tie it to that. And I'm going to drive it home, and I'm going to step on some toes, and that's okay. You need your toes stepped on. Right? Just like I do. In Luke chapter 6, 
Verse 45 says this. A good man out of the good treasures of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. So the state of your heart matters. And it matters because if you if there's things if you are feeding your heart good things then you are going to speak good things. If you are feeding your heart bad things then you're going to speak bad things. Let let me let me just help you understand what I mean by feeding your heart, okay? If you are utilizing this time of quarantine, of for some of you guys, like I said, life hasn't changed, but some of you guys has. Uh, if you're utilizing this time at home or of 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 of, of a, um, a just extended spring break, whatever you want to call it, staycation, whatever you want to call it, if you're using this time and you are feeding your mind with things that are not godly, if all you do is think of ungodly things. If all you do is spend your time on Netflix or this show or that show. If all you do is, is spend your time uh, with pornography. If all you do is spend your time uh, reading uh, fiction books that, that are not pointing you to Jesus. If all you do is spend your time away from the things of God, then your heart is going to produce things that are away from, from, the, from, uh, the, from the kingdom of God. And in return, you're not going to be able to speak and be the voice that your family needs. Fathers, you need to be the voice for your children and your wife. Mothers, you need to be a voice for your uh, your husband and, 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 your, and your children. And so on and so on. They need to hear your voice. During this time of anxiety, during this time of, of, of uncertainty, during this time of confusion, during this time of so many different messages going out there, fathers, mothers... Christians, believers, you have got to be, be the voice. And if there's nothing in your heart worth saying that is going to bring hope to somebody, then you are right there and you are like a wave tossed in the ocean and you're just being tossed back and forward with whatever the media tells you, with whatever the world believes with whatever uh, you're seeing, listen, you must stop seeing with, uh, with your physical eyes and begin to see with the, with the eye of faith. But, you know, you've got to position yourself to feed your heart right. If you begin to focus on the Lord, focus on prayer, focus on reading the Word of God. If you Listen, you like watching shows. There's plenty of shows about the Lord. There's plenty of Bible studies that are, that are uh, uh, video. You can watch them on TV. We've been sending you guys some. I've been sending you guys uh, different kinds you can, you can uh, fill your time with. It is important that you feed your heart good things. We just read in Luke. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Whatever is in your heart, that's what's going to come out. So your voice depends on what you're feeding. Use this time wisely. God, with the secret, from the secret place with God, we receive direction. We are filled up and so we can be poured out. Amen. Whatever we put in inside of us, that's exactly what we have to give out. If you want to be a consistent, loving godly voice to your children, to your spouse, to your community, to your co-workers, then guess what? You've got to put good things in. You've got to put God things in so you're able to speak God things out. That is the way this thing works. Amen? Prayer is that important for you. We're going to move on. Some of you guys, 
if Jesus right now was to say, approach some some of us and say, hey, I want you to be a part of my small group. I want you to be part of my friendship. I want, I want of, of my friends because I want to teach you how to pray. How many of you guys would say, man, sign me up? I get a chance to to learn to pray from Jesus, right? I would raise my hand, and and I know some of you guys would too. Um, but here's the deal, you know, we we there's a lot to learn from who Jesus is, and uh, in, in, in his prayer life. And so I just want to take you through uh, a couple of uh, verses, or, or really, I, I, there's um, there's a lot of things I want to show you from Scripture about the life of prayer of Jesus. Amen. It is very important because he is the greatest example. We're going to look at Jesus' prayer life, and I want you to really pick up some, on some things, and I want you to take some notes because I want you to allow yourself, give yourself permission. You have the access. You've been told to pray about everything and not to worry about anything. You've been told about to change your mind, right? And so this is the time. Take some notes. Learn about who Jesus is and his prayer life. You can do it. You can transform your life. You can pick up the habit of prayer. I believe in you. I know that you can. I believe you can begin to pray, even if you start slowly, even if you start with the with the Lord's Prayer, which is a great guide, amen, that the Lord Jesus gave us. And you can develop from there. You can you can start with small prayers. The important thing is about prayer is that you keep it simple, keep it honest, and keep it going. Don't stop. Keep it simple. Keep it honest and keep it going. And let that discipline grow in you, amen, and, and let that, co that connection with God continue to grow. So if Jesus was to invite you to his prayer small group, I would join. You would join. That's a great opportunity to be a part of the master. And here's the deal. He is inviting you. He has invited you, right? Uh, look, I want to read to you real quick. Um, you know, Luke chapter Luke chapter 11, verse 1 says this. It says that one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John uh, he, uh, taught his disciples. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? You look, listen. This disciple was not asking Jesus, "Show me how to do miracles. <laughs> Show me how to uh, teach so pretty or so eloquent. Uh, teach me, Lord, uh, the, the great things about heaven. Uh, tell me, Lord, tell me, Jesus, who God is." In, in a sense of, of, of give me further explanation about what he looks like or things like that. He wasn't like that. That's not what the disciple asked. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, the disciple said this, teach me to pray. Why? Because he realized that the life of prayer of Jesus fueled, fueled everything else that Jesus did. And that is true for us too. Your prayer life dictates or fuels the rest of your activity. Leonard Raven Hill said it this way. He said, a man is only as big as his prayer life. If you pray little, then you're little in faith. All right? If you, if, if you're, if you have a big prayer life, then you're big in the faith. And, and, and so we must, we must capture that. You know, there's much to learn from this passage beyond the significant, uh, uh, the significant, but, but the, the, uh, uh, there's much to learn from this passage. Okay. And one of those things is that the disciple was looking for the life of prayer, not the life of miracles, not another those things, prayer, right? And so, uh, um, another thing that we notice is this, is that we also learn that John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray, and as a result, 
the disciples of Jesus were also interested in learning to pray, or at least one of them was, right? Why don't you be that one? Why don't you be that one disciple that is interested in prayer? Why don't you be that one disciple that is saying, Jesus, teach me to pray? It doesn't matter what the rest of them are doing. You have that, 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 uh, uh, that tenacity and that bonus to say, I want to learn to pray, Jesus. Isn't it interesting that out of all the disciples, only one of them asked Jesus to teach them to pray? It sometimes seems that church, that the church is in a similar situation today regarding prayer. We talk about prayer, we study prayer, we say our prayers, but how many of us actually seek earnestly for God to teach us to pray? It's, it is crucial that we stand out. We become that one that wants to learn to pray. Here's a great question for you. Why did Jesus pray? It's, it's, now, it, you know, we have a lot of good answers to that. I know you do, and I'm not saying you don't, and I'm not saying you're wrong. But, but I just want you to think about it, okay? One way we can learn to pray is by looking at the prayer life of Jesus. Although the Gospels don't provide a detailed biography of Christ, they do offer... Uh, captivating glimpses into his prayer life. First, however, it will be helpful to answer this question. Why did Jesus pray? This is sometimes puzzling for Christians. After all, if Jesus is God, why did Christ need to pray? Doesn't that make sense to ask that? Doesn't that make sense? If Jesus is God, why is he praying? Was he talking to himself? Right? I, I mean, I talk to myself all the time, and I've... I, you know, but I'm weird, and I know that, and I don't have a problem with that. I talk to myself all the time. So why did Jesus need to pray if he's, if him and God are the same person, right? Well, I want to show you just three things uh, real quick uh, 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 that, that can help you understand why Jesus needed to pray, all right? First is this. Jesus prayed as an example to his followers, all right? So this is an example that we still need to continue to learn from today. So the first reason why Jesus had to one of the, one of the reasons it's not it's not a I don't want to I don't want to put a these are the only reasons why these are not the only reasons why I'm just giving you three one of them is this that he wanted to be an example for his followers he was wanting us to learn from him and he wants us to learn today the second reason is this you have to remember that he was fully human and fully God so when he so he, the human side of Jesus needed to pray as much as you need to pray, right? It was it was perfectly natural. Think about this. It was perfectly natural for a Jewish believer such, of, such, such as Jesus to pray. And so Jesus was the fully man, and he was fully God. And so that fully man in him needed to pray, right? The third reason, and, and the really cool reason, I think, is this, that, that the nature of the Trinity, right, the Son, I mean, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Right, allows communication between his members. As as God the the Son, Jesus could pray to God the Father. Isn't that wonderful? It just talks about relationship. The Trinity just it just spews out relationship. And so one of the reasons why Jesus prayed is because it was part of the Trinity. He is part of a relationship. He is part of a community. Listen, you you stop communicating with your relationship and see how long they last. Stop talking to your wife. Stop talking to your husband for. For you know, 24 hours to two, two days. See how see how that's gonna go for you. It ain't gonna go very good. It ain't gonna go good at my house. I know that. Stop communicating to your kids. Stop being the voice. Stop being the voice for a little bit. Don't correct. Don't love. Don't encourage. Don't 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 uh, uh, speak life. And see how things change. Communication is key. 
It's important in a relationship. It's important in your relationship with your with your spouse. It's important in the relationship with your children, with your pastor. Hello, that's me. Right? It's important to communicate with other believers. You don't live in a bubble. You're not a lone ranger Christian. There's no such thing. We're called to be a part of a community. Okay? And then in that, the most important thing is this, communication with God. Communication with God is key, right? So the third reason why Jesus prayed was because he's part of a relationship, the Trinity. He That was natural for him to pray, right? Um, here, Here's a couple of things about, let's look into the life of Jesus, the prayer life of Jesus, okay? Let's take a quick stroll through that. So one of the things I want to point out to you is that Jesus prayed for others. In Matthew 19, 13, we read this. That the little children were brought to Jesus for him to place his hands them, on them and pray for them, right? Uh, uh, so, but, but it says that despite, despite this fact, though, the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Jesus said the children should not be hindered, uh, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, right? In John 17, 9, we read Jesus prayed for them. And he said, for the disciples, Jesus prayed for the disciples. He prayed for them, saying, I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. This talks about prayer. This It shows you how important prayer is for one another, that we, that we should continue to pray. So Jesus prayed for others, okay? That's just who he was. He was always praying for others. He was praying for the children. He was praying for for, for his disciples, for his believers. That That is... That is uh, who he was. So, so the first thing about the prayer life of Jesus is that he prayed for others. You should pray for others. We, you know, we, we need to look outside of ourselves. You know, one of the things that really bugs me about what's going on with this, with this uh, coronavirus and, and the things that are happening in the world is this, is that we have so many people that are only looking inwardly. We're only thinking about how it affects me. And because of that, we make some really selfish decisions. We go out uh, 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 and, and like nothing's happening. We haven't we haven't changed our habits, and there's nothing wrong with that. I like, it's not that there's nothing wrong, but look, listen. What I'm saying is this: that I realize that that as 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 humans, I realize that as humans, uh, we are we are built for relationship and community. So when you tell us to do something different than that, it's really hard. But guess what? You can continue to be in community and relationship with Jesus and your family. And, and, and so one of the things that bugs me is the fact that, you know, during this time, a lot, of, a lot of people are looking at this from the perspective of me rather than others. So we need to look outside of ourselves, and prayer helps us with that. You know, you have to pray for others. Be like Jesus. Pray for others. The other thing about the life of Jesus is this, that Jesus not only prayed for others, he prayed with others. Right now is a perfect time to establish a prayer life with your family, with your children, with your spouse. If you don't pray with your spouse, you can start. If you don't pray with your children, you can start. You need to start. It is the model of Jesus. You fathers, husbands, you matter in your home. You matter. Your your spouse is looking for your voice. And your voice needs to be that of encouragement. Amen? It needs to be that of love. You can bring correction. It better be with love. It better be with the right motive. But they want to hear your voice. You are the leader of the home. Act like it. Love them. Lead them. Pray for them. Pray with them, right? The life of Jesus. Jesus prayed with others. Not just for others, you know, that were, you know, in another room or, 
or somewhere else, but he prayed with others, right? In Luke chapter 9, verse 28, it talks about Jesus took Peter, John, and James with him and went up to a mountain to pray, right? Jesus prayed alone, as, as, we, as we also will read in a little bit, but he also prayed with others. It matters to pray with others, right? In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it talks about the importance of, of Christians praying with one another, right? And it says that they all join together constantly in prayer. You know, it's important for us to learn to pray with others. Right now, it's a perfect time for you to establish a prayer life with your family. They need it. You need it. Amen. Pastor Brad has the saying. He says this. He says, uh, the, uh, uh, prayer, right? I need the practice. You need the prayer. Or I need the prayer. You need the practice. It's the same thing. You know, you need to pray for others. Not just uh, pray for others. Not just pray. I'm sorry. Not just pray for others. Pray with others. And that's. That's one of the things that, that this is a perfect opportunity. Another another thing about the life of prayer of, of Jesus is that Jesus prayed alone. Even even more of an opportunity right now to be alone and to pray. Some of you guys are single. Some of you guys are at home. Some of you guys, I'm not, you're, not, you're not allowed to go to work. Not that you don't want to. You're just not allowed. Right now is a really good time to practice uh, what Jesus, how Jesus prayed alone. Right? Luke chapter 5, verse 16 talks about, uh, but Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. As much as Jesus understood the value of praying with and for others, he also understood the need to pray alone. Psalms 46:10 reads, Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes it's important for us to be still before God, but the only way to do this, especially in our hectic culture, is to do this alone with God. It is important for us to get alone with God. It is it is crucial. It is of life and death for you to get alone with God. I said that. That's what I said. It is just a matter of life and death whether you get alone with God. Your family needs you to get alone with God. Your co-workers need you to get alone with God. Amen. Your your the people that you love that don't believe in Jesus, they need you to get alone with God. So Jesus prayed for others, he prayed with others, but he also prayed alone. Try praying alone. Learn to pray alone. Be bold. Be that one disciple that says, Lord, teach me to pray alone. Um, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, you're seeing so much stuff being thrown out there about this about being quarantined and coronavirus. Some of it is funny. Some of it is not. Um, I saw something the other day that, 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 that kind of hit home, and I actually posted it on Facebook. But it just... It's so funny because every 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 day on my on my drive home, you know, uh, there I I live in Lake Jackson and I'm driving through the streets of Lake Jackson and there's like family units like exercising together, riding bikes together, walking the dogs together, and all this. It used to you know just be a, a runner here and there, you know, which it hasn't been me for a while now. I need to get back into it, but you know, it, it, but it's it, it's used to be maybe a person walking their dog or this and that. Now it's like family units, like everybody's going outside. Isn't that wonderful? It, it makes my heart happy to see families uh, spend quality time without their phones, without, you know, distractions, but just going outside. And, and, and you know, and, and I said that to, to say this. Jesus not only prayed um, for others, not only that he prayed with others, not only that he pray alone, but he also enjoyed praying in nature, right? And so right now is a great time for us to, you know, sit outside, sit in your backyard, sit in your front yard, and watch the birds, watch this, 
uh, you know, it's springtime, by the way, or pretty close. And so it's a great time just to enjoy that what God has created, right? The Word of God says that uh, um, in Psalm 19, verse 1, talks about that the heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands, right? So what better place to commune with our Creator than among the wonders of His nature? Luke chapter 6, verse 12, verse 12 says that uh, one of those days Jesus went out to, a to the mountainside to pray. He could have gone to a home, a synagogue, or he could, you know, go to Jerusalem or a temple somewhere to pray. But there were times when Jesus made it the decision to pray where he was, which often happened to be in nature, right? Uh, we are surrounded by so much that's man-made that sometimes it's difficult for us to remember that this is not our world, but God's world. Amen? Uh, let's think about that for just a second. You know, this is his. This world is His. We are His children. And so, you know, take time to to get along with God, but also to get out with God. Get out with God. Jesus got out with God, right? Um, here's a good one for, for, for those of us who are trying to learn to pray, who are the, the ones that are saying, yes, Lord, I will pray. Yes, Lord, teach me to pray. This is good. This is a good example, okay? Jesus could pray as a sprinter. Or, he, or as a marathon runner, okay? So Jesus could pray as a sprinter or as a marathon runner. The Lord's prayer is full of wisdom, but it, sh it is short that you can easily memorize it, right? And it serves as a good example of a sprint rather than a marathon, right? So it's, it's, it's short, it's full of wisdom, it's wonderful, it's a great guide, it's a great starting point, but it's like a sprint, right? But we can't also, we, we can't, we can't sometimes we've got to pray a little longer than that. Jesus also knew how to dedicate long periods of time to prayer. As we read in Luke chapter 6, verse 12, Jesus spent the night praying to God. We, too, need to be able to offer short prayers as well dedicate long periods of time of prayer. Let me tell you something, okay? If Jesus prayed short, long, all kinds of prayers, we should, too. He is our example. He is our God. He is the, the, the one we are trying to be like. So spend time in prayer, right? So not only that, uh, so let, let's just, let's keep moving here. Jesus, not only did Jesus pray short prayers, but he also prayed long prayers, but he also prayed regularly. Oh, okay, yeah. I finally got to the hard point. I finally got to where it gets a little more difficult, right? Praying regularly. I was just having a conversation with a young man the other day, and he was just telling me how hard it was to be consistent, right? Uh, uh, and, and you know, I agree with that. It's hard to be consistent, but but the fruit of it is 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 is, is important. It matters for us to be consistent. It's hard. You know, Jesus is not calling uh, us for a, to a life of easy, right? As a matter of fact, I believe that that uh, 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 Christianity is not for wimps. If you're a wimp, don't sign up to follow Jesus because it is very difficult, but but uh, but but as we learn to lean on, on Jesus and we con and we learn to pray, we begin to trust Him, and 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 even though circumstances and trials might be difficult, right? We we can learn to still uh, connect to the Lord and, and be uh, 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 not just have inner peace in a, in a time of crisis. So it's important for us to pray regularly. You know, uh, um, in Luke chapter five. Verse 16, it says that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. 
He says often, right? The word often is not hidden, but it makes it obvious that Jesus prayed regularly. Throughout the Gospels, whenever we read of Jesus in prayer, it comes up regularly and naturally. It was it was simple. Uh, it was simple. Uh, it was simple. A part of his worldview. Listen, that's just the way he was. He was a man of prayer. It, there was no nothing else about it. No ways around it. He knew he had to pray, so he put the work in. Right. He he was he was willing to work. You know, listen. If if you value something, you'll work for it. If you value your relationship with your spouse, you're going to work for it. If you value the relationship with your children, you're going to work for it. If you value your job, you're going to work at your job. If you value uh, Jesus and the Lord, you're going to work for him. You're going to work for him. You're going to work towards him. You're going to work for him. You're going to pray. You're going to seek him out, right? Um, we're discussing the life of prayer of Jesus because it's important for us. Remember, we have the access, right? We have been told to not worry and to pray to change our minds and think about things that are that, that matter out of your heart out of the, of that uh, during that prayer time right your heart is transformed and out of your heart the mouth speaks you need to be the voice of hope during this time you need to be the voice uh, that is that is that is going against the current you need to be louder than fear you need to be louder than anxiety you need to be louder than depression you need to be louder than than loneliness you need to be louder with 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 encouragement towards your children your spouse your coworkers and your community right um so what we cover so far in the life of Jesus is that one of the disciples wanted to learn to pray, right? And so be that disciple. Jesus, in, in, in his life, he prayed for others. He prayed with others. He prayed alone. He prayed in nature. He could pray as a, he could pray as a sprinter or as a marathon runner, long prayers or short prayers, right? He prayed regularly. And here's important. We need to be honest. So Jesus, you know, the prayers of Jesus were heartfelt. They were real. They were honest. They were part of what was breaking his heart. You know, whatever breaks your heart is probably a good indication of what the Lord is leading you to pray for. Whatever breaks your heart is a good indication of what the Lord is leading you to pray for. Jesus did not pray in a cold, distant manner, but in heartfelt supplication, demonstrating empathy and a genuine love for the Lord and for people. Right? This is demonstrated clearly in John 17, where Jesus prays, for himself, his immediate disciples, as well as for all believers. You know, he, he's pleading, and, and, and you can tell that, that he really cares and he really loves. Let God see that, that your prayers are truly heartfelt. Let your motive be right when you pray. Have good motive. Here's a definition of motive. You ready? Write this down. Motive is this. Who am I doing this for? Right? Who am I doing this for? Why do I do the things that I do, and who do I do them for? That's motive. Jesus' are, Jesus's prayers were heartfelt. They were honest. They were real. Be real. Stay honest. You don't have to pray things that, you know, if they don't matter to you, uh, you know, don't worry about it. Think, pray things that are heartfelt, things that are you really feeling. Jesus prayed things that he really cared about. But here's the deal. The more time you spend with God, the more you become like God, and the more things that... Then, then the more uh, your heart will be broken for the things that break his heart. Amen? Um, Jesus prayed based on his knowledge of God and his truth. That's a good point. I think a lot of us get, off, get, get sidetracked there. Because we begin to pray things, for example, Dear Jesus, will you please give me a red Ferrari? 
Well, you know, he, he might do that, but there's a probably a 99% chance that he's not ever going to give me a red Ferrari. Is it because I don't have enough faith? No. It's not because I don't have enough faith. It's because my motives are wrong. And, and so God's not going to give me that. My 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 basis for that prayer is wrong, and and you know what? Uh, uh, so so we need to learn the word of God so we can learn to pray the word of God prayers that are accurate. The prayers of Jesus were based on God's uh, revealed truths, and as such, we are in line with solid biblical worldview. In John four twenty four, Jesus said, "God is a spirit, and His worshippers, His people, His disciples." must worship in spirit and in truth. And he also says in John chapter 8 that the truth will set you free, right? And so the truth matters, right? And and, 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 uh, and in turn, our lives matter. So, in which, you know, the, it will set you free. The truth will set you free. You matter. The truth matters because it will set you free. You matter, right? So proper prayer requires us to have truthful understanding of God and what he has revealed to us through his word. Read the Word of God. It'll fuel your prayers with truth. Read the Word of God. It'll fuel your prayers with truth, right? Here's the deal. You need the Word of God to establish. You need the Word of God to establish faith. You need the Word of God to establish connection and to establish a foundation, right? And your prayer life is equally important, but you need to, you need to, you need to uh, learn the Word of God. To wrap, I'm wrapping it up, okay? This is what I want to say to you. Church, family, friends. You need to hear God's voice. Let's go back to where we started, okay? We looked at the life of Jesus, some of the points in the life of Jesus. Let's go back to where we started, okay? We are in times of uncertainty. We are at time, in times that tomorrow, you know, is, is, is who knows what we're going to wake up to. During this time, you need to be the voice. And if you're going to be the voice of reason, the voice of hope, the voice of love, you have got to spend time with God. There is no choice. If you are a believer and you're not spending time with God, are you really believing in the God uh, uh, that Jesus proclaimed? Are you really believing in the Jesus that the Word of God proclaims? We must spend time with God. You need to be the voice, right? Be the voice your family needs. Feed them the word of God. Feed them encouragement. Love them. Speak scripture over them. You know, uh, tell them what God thinks of them. Be, be the voice to, to your fellow believers, to the, your church members. Be the voice to your pastors. They need it. Uh, uh, be the, uh, speak life. Begin to speak. You know, it matters what's in your heart because that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Be the voice to your community, to your coworkers. They need to hear men and women of God that are in love with Jesus. That I have a different message in the Word. We must stick out out of the current of the world, amen, and begin to see further, speak life, and begin to trust the Lord even in this time. You need to be the voice. So let's wrap, let's wrap this up. God has given you access through faith in Jesus to, to his throne. So you have the access. You have been told to not worry, right? In, in, in Philippians uh, chapter 4, to not worry and to pray and change your mind. Think about things that matter. Fuel your life 
with things that matter. If you spent the last eight hours watching Netflix of things that don't matter, that is what's in you, and that's the only thing that can come out. Whatever you talk about the most, that is what, what, that's what interests you the most. So you have the access, okay? Don't worry. Pray and change your mind, right? Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. The life of Jesus has been exposed. We talked about it. He was, he was a praying man. His life was a life of prayer. And because of that, ministry was born. Miracles were born. Teachings were born. And ultimately, the, the, ultimately the cross was born. You know, Jesus, he was praying right before he, he, he knew that the time had come. And, and, and he was so human that he prayed and said, listen, uh, listen, God, listen, Father, if, 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 if this cup, meaning the cross, can 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 uh, go can pass me can 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 go if if there's a way around it, uh, uh, you know let let it let it be. But I know there's not, so I surrender. You know, and so in prayer we surrender to God. Learn from Jesus. You need to be the voice. You need to open your mouth and speak life. But if you're gonna do that, you better have something good in your heart. And that only happens when you listen to the voice of God, when you spend time with God and spend time in, in His presence. Amen? Amen. I'm going to pray. Listen, guys, we love you guys. We are praying for you guys. We miss you guys. We think you guys are big deals. We're here for you. Please let us know if you need anything, if you need any help. You guys are such a big deal to us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for who you are. There is no one like you. Father, will you teach us to pray? Will you teach us to pray, to step into your presence? I want to be the voice to my family. I want to be the voice of reason and of hope to my community, to my church, to my, to my co-workers. And I know that I need to spend time with you. Thank you for the cross that has given me the access into the kingdom. Thank you, Father, that I don't have to worry, but I can pray about everything and seek and ask you, God. Thank you for that, God. Father, we love you, we worship you, and we ask all these things in your precious and mighty name. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoy this, this podcast. We love you, uh, uh, and, and you stay close to the Lord, cling to the Lord, learn to pray and during this time, and speak. Be the voice that your family needs. Amen. God bless you.